Here at the Ranger Report Podcast, we only represent products we believe in. As you've heard over the past year plus, we've been running our Walton's commercial. I've been using Walton's products for a long time now, and let me tell you, they're some of the best seasonings I've ever used. One of my staples to make at my house are pork chops, and their ultimate pork chop and roast rub has gotten more compliments than anything that I've ever used. For burgers, their better burger seasoning is delicious, and I only use that on my burgers. Again, tons of compliments. They have all kind of seasonings that you can imagine. They have barbecue sauce and the thick kind, not the watery kind at all. If you're into wild game, they have seasons and rubs for that as well. Don't forget their line of sausage casings and all the tools to make your own meat products from sausage and jerky to grinders and more. Walton's really is a one-stop shop for everything but the meat. If you like tips and tricks and videos on how to do a whole lot of things when it comes to cooking, then you should go to www.meatgistics.com. Go to www.waltonsinc.com today and start shopping and tell them the Ranger Report podcast sent you. Walton's, everything but the meat. The Ranger Report, yeah, the Ranger Report. If you want the inside scoop, listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go! This is the Ranger Report podcast. News, insights, Predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and CJ Berryman. Welcome, everybody, to the Ranger Report podcast. I am Ben Dieter, joined tonight by Tyler Nielsen. Tyler, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming back on, man. It's been a long time. Glad to have you back. Same, same as well. All right. Well, you can always find us on Twitter at The Ranger Report. You can find me at BD75. You can find CJ at CJB underscore RR. Uh, CJ had some minor surgery, and so he has the night off tonight. Of course, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Patreon. You can become a patron. And, of course, we have a shop and all that. Get all that good stuff out of the way here on the Preferred Health Solutions online studio brought to you by Walton's and part of the Fans First Sports Network. I got so much to say off the top now. It's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start with what we normally do, and that's our weekend review. And normally I go early series and then re- most recent series, but I figured we'd start off tonight, Tyler, talking about the Rangers and Astros, specifically last night's game, which let's just say, like you said here off the air, there's a little bit of fireworks in that game yesterday. Oh, absolutely. It, it was enjoyable to watch. Uh, I, I knew Simeon... He had some things to say. He was not happy about getting hit by that pitch. And you could definitely tell his frustration. And I could tell it was escalating very quickly. And the Rangers, you know, they're tough. They're gritty. They weren't going to allow Houston to push them around. And they made a statement. And when Simeon crossed that plate, he made it well known that we're here to stay. And it's going to run through us this year. Yeah. And the thing I think is that the Rangers, the first two games of that series, they look kind of flat. I mean, the first one was 10 to nine and there was a couple of calls that might've been questionable there in that game uh, that they wound up losing 10 to nine. The second one, they looked flat again, lost by one run and they started looking flat last night. And I feel like when Simeon got hit, Houston kind of lit a fire under the Rangers who then went off for 13 straight runs, including the cap of that Adolis uh, Garcia grand slam where they all had that nice uh, baseball shoving match at the end. But yeah, you're right. Simeon, 
is always a class act. It takes a lot to get under his skin. So you can tell he was mad last night. Oh, definitely. And that's what me and my wife, when we were watching the game, you know, for Simeon to get that mad, you know, you always see him. He's just a real laid back, just goes to the ballpark every day, does his job. And you don't see a lot of emotion that comes out of Simeon. He just plays the game the right way. But I think last night it kind of boiled down. He, uh, I think he really knew how big this series was and getting swept by the Astros and then being tied for first. And instead, you know, leaving that series was a, still a two game lead. I think um, there was a little bit more, you know, energy, passion. And you could see that coming out from the, from the guys last night. And, you know, on Twitter, I tweet a lot during games and there are a lot of, uh, a lot of Astro hate coming my way over the last three days. And I'll tell you what, I like the fact that it's become a rivalry between the teams and the fans. It's always fun when the rivalry extends all the way through the whole system. I mean, even the Rangers radio and TV guys are, are in on the rivalry and don't like Houston. I love the fact that from top to bottom, man, it's now a rivalry and it's always better when both teams are good. It is a rivalry. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for the past for a while now for the Rangers, we haven't able to been to compete and stay on the same level as the Astros. But now that we have, now that we're over that hunch and the future's looking bright as ever, um, I think Houston knows this is a, this is the real deal now. So they've got their work cut out for them. Yeah. And at the beginning of the year, I predicted that, uh, that the, the, the Astros would win the division. I didn't think the Rangers would obviously be this good. And, you know, I still wouldn't be shocked if they won the division, but I think the Rangers now, proved that they have the upper hand, even though they lost four of the last six to the Astros. I think that game last night when the Astros had their first chance to be in first place for the year and the Rangers just pelted them, I think was them saying you have to go through us this year. That's exactly right. It kind of shows you the resilience of this team. You know, I don't know how many consecutive days it's been since we've had the lead in the AOS, but you know, last night was another prime example. They, uh, you know, Houston's a tough atmosphere to play in, you know, they're the team to beat. They're the defending world champions. They're the Houston Astros for a reason. And knowing that easily that momentum could have been shrunk in three days, you know, especially after winning six in a row coming out of the all-star break yeah, and then struggling against the Dodgers, as we know, and then coming there and lose your first two against Houston. And then, and especially the way they won in such a convincing way last night, yeah. it was a statement game and they came out and did what they needed to do. And now they just need to get back on track and continue to play good baseball. Yeah, and we'll talk about this here in a little bit, but they have they have series coming up that aren't going to be as challenging as the four that they just played coming out of the All-Star break. Some teams that aren't quite as good as the ones they faced, but they swept Tampa and they swept, uh, excuse me, they swept Tampa and they swept, now I forget who the other, oh, um, shoot. They swept the Guardians. Guardians, thank you. They swept Tampa and they swept Cleveland, who were both yeah. in first place when they got swept. And yes. then they struggled. Now that Dodger series was a little rough just because of the way they lost a few of those games that that 16 to three game. I, I I'll admit I turned it off about the fifth or sixth inning. I had enough of that one, but you know, uh, that, I, was, I was debating whether to turn it off or not, but I don't know. I'm kind of one of those. I've seen, I've seen the Rangers through the worst times as has you. And I just kind of just wrote it out and yeah, kind of giggled at the end of the game. I was like, well, it still counts as just one loss in the loss column, regardless of the score. Yep. And that's the thing then to they've lost four of their last six, but you know, they're still, um, if I do my math, right. Eight and four coming out of the all-star break. So that's still, I mean, right. I'm still pretty happy with, you know, eight and four. I mean, if they played 500 ball the rest of the year, I know we've talked about this. They'd have 94 wins, I think, or 93 yep, wins. 94, and, 94. And they've won twice as many games as they've lost so far. And that's playing three first place teams in the Astros. So 
I'm yeah, and not, if you would have told if you would have told me coming out of the break, you know, we're playing the Dodgers, we're playing the Astros, we're playing the Guardians who were in first, and then we're playing the Rays, and who obviously have the best record in baseball, that we would go eight and four in that 12 game stretch. I guarantee any Ranger fan would say, I'll take it. Yep. Regardless yeah. of losing the two series against the Dodgers and the series against the Astros. And I know that's a division series, but still, yeah. I guarantee it, anybody would have said, I'll take it. Yeah, and we're still coming out, like you said, two-game lead. We're still coming out in first place, still holding on. Houston still hasn't even had a, a share of the lead for the entire year. And again, and they, like got you a, said, and they got a tough series coming up, too. So they got, got the Rays. They've got the Rays, yeah. They've got, uh, they've got a couple of tough series. They've got the Dodgers coming up, too. So they've got a couple yep. of tough series coming up. And we have some easier ones. But this is you don't let off the gas now. You take what no, happened last night. You take what happened last night and you run with it and you keep that chip on your shoulder and you blow the division out at this point is what you need to do. That's right. And, you know, I don't think they're going to blow the division out. I think Houston's too good and they're going to stay right there with us. But as long as we can, you know, continue to keep that two games, three games, you know, four games ahead of Houston, then that September series becomes basically playoff baseball. That's going to oh, be, yeah. that's September series with the Astros. And, and it's, it's here. Yeah. It's in Arlington. Arlington. So that's yeah. going to help. That's going to be an amazing series. That's going to be a packed house. And that's going to be one of those series that is a make or break. Like in 2010, I'm sure you remember the four game series where they swept the Yankees in Arlington and everybody oh, yeah. started actually paying attention and saying, wait, this team might actually be good. Right. And I think they can, if they can, I mean, if they can sweep the Astros in September, I think that'll pretty much, unless things go badly between now and then that that can pretty much put them ahead for good in the division. Yeah, and that's another thing. I don't think there's any debate anymore. I don't think around the league. I think every team in baseball knows the Rangers are the real deal. They're not going anywhere. They're here to stick around. And, I mean, yeah, you're going to have series. That's part of baseball. You're going to have series where you don't win them all. Yep. It's just part of the game. I mean, you know, our pitching hasn't been great as of late. Our bullpen has been horrendous pretty much the whole season. But that'll be addressed. I mean, the trade deadline's coming up, and yep. we'll get those problems figured out. and. Hopefully everything just starts clicking at the right time. Yeah, I think it'd be hilarious if the Rangers wind up trading with the Padres during this series and the guys have to walk from one dugout to the other. <laughs> oh, I think it would be hilarious too. I think it'd be funny if they I mean, I would really like to see him get Blake Snell. So would I, yeah. I think Blake Snell would be a great addition. And then grab you yep. two nights. You know, there's a lot of great bullpen guys out there on the trade market. I mean, you got guys from, from Detroit that are out there. You got guys from the Pirates. Yeah. Um, I know today, um, the Angels traded for the guy for the, from the White Sox. Yep. So there is relievers out there to be gained. Um, it's I think all it comes down to is who are the Rangers willing to give up. And Exactly. You know, my biggest thing is I think Owen White is completely off the radar. If I'm a, But you never know. It depends on what you're willing to do because if the Rangers aren't all in this year, then I could see them willing to part with their top prospects. Yeah. Same here. And, you know, uh, another guy, Pirates, you said Bednar is another guy. I wouldn't mind them uh, yep, getting Bednar. From, from the Pirates. So there, there's plenty of guys out there. I didn't want to go too deep into it just because it's always wrong. But, you know, and, and Chris Young, I mean, I think he's proven to us in the last year and a half. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, I keep on hearing names like Lance Lynn get tossed around. But, you know, Lynn's not had a great year. No. You know, and I, I, I understand he might be comfortable in Texas. You know, been, haven't played here before, but. You know, I'll, I'd look at guys like Marcus Stroman from the Cubs or yep. a Blake Snell, you know, yep. one that you know is proven. And I'm not saying Lance Lynn isn't a proven MLB pitcher, yeah. but he's just not having his Lance Lynn type of year. 
No, he's not. No, for sure. So, yeah. I mean, and again, you know, I understand why they're talking about him. You know, it, it would be a reunion and maybe he could pick it back up under that reunion. But I agree with you. Uh, Strowman's the guy I'd really like to get if it's not too expensive. Yeah. And they need and someone. I think we they, also need to add an extra bat. I would, I would not be offended by an extra bat. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. That DH spot is kind of iffy. Um, Garver, you know, when he does hit it, it's usually a home run. Yep. Or, I mean, he don't have no wheels, so if it's a if it's yeah. hitting the gap, it's either a long single or maybe he can beat it out for a double. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then if it's yeah. you know late in the game and the score's close, you got a pinch run for him because, like I said, he doesn't have the wheels. Yeah, and I'm with you. I think I think Owen White is a starter on this team next year. I don't think they want to get rid of him. I think Absolutely. Evan Carter. I think Evan Carter's a starter on this team next year, and they're not going to get agree. rid of him. But other than those two, I think Acuna could be gone. I think Foskey could be gone. I think, I mean, lighter could be gone if, if the deals worked out right. I think pretty much anyone besides those two guys is on the market. Yeah, and I've been hearing a lot, and I've been hearing Duran's name get tossed out there, and I was like, with the injury to Corey Seager, they are not treading Ezekiel Duran. No. Ezekiel no. is here to stay, and they're, they're not getting rid of Duran. I see Tavares going before Duran just because they I have so much outfield. Yep. They have so much outfield depth. And that, you know, and Duran has proven he's a major leaguer and he plays really well at shortstop. And Seeger is obviously, I mean, I'm not saying he's gonna be injured every year, but he's shown us that he's he's had a little bit of injury issues these last few years. Correct. And you know, well, hey, when he's in the lineup though, man, his bat is amazing. Another guy I wanted to talk about whose bat is like career amazing is Travis Jankowski. Oh, I know what a year he's having, huh? We, you know, me and my wife, we don't miss a game. We watch them together every single night. And, you know, she, she told, she made a promise to me coming into the season. She said, I'm actually going to watch every game with you this year. And I was like, all right, we'll see about that. And she has, she's been faithful. And that's one player that when we watch, we're just like, man, he's just such, it's fun watching him play. You know, he's not a, he's not a power guy by any means, but he just, he does all the little things that a ball club needs in the, you know, one through nine, you got to have that one player that does those little things. And he yep. does, he provides all that. And the Rangers in the 2010 round, it kind of reminded me of uh, Milton Bradley, or I think he was before 2010, but they've always had that one guy that comes out of nowhere that, that does well. And that's Jankowski this year. And that yep. the catch he made to, to rob a home run from the bullpen earlier this year, like he oh, just, he's an exciting ball player to watch. Yeah, the catch he made last night was a hell of a catch too, though. Yeah, that was that was also that was a good catch too. But no, by far his catch of the year was the one yeah. in Arlington when he went above the wall. Yeah, it was like Eli White last year when he climbed the wall for that one. I think he had two really good catches in that game, didn't he? He did have two. Yeah, he had two really good catches in that. Yeah, game. he did. Yeah. So his defense is good. His bat has been good. Like I said, he was just sort of an out of nowhere. Duran was a guy we knew could do it, but like you said, he's established himself as a big leaguer. There's no way he ever goes back down to the minors. Oh, I totally agree. And, you know, I didn't realize Duran had as much pop in his bat as, you know, when yeah. it came out. And he, when he hits the ball, he's, when he hits homers, they're yeah. not short. They're not barely yeah. over the fence homers. They're, they're long home runs. How about we talk about that home run last night by Garcia? <laughs> the grand slam that went above the train. That ball I'll was tell you what, I'll tell you what. I mean, when Duran beat that throw out to first, mm-hmm. I said, Garcia is going to hit a grand slam. <laughs> like, you know what? So we play this game where you get one call per yep. game. Oh yeah. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. So my wife made the call last night for Garcia. I'd made it earlier and missed it, but, uh, but, but so I couldn't call biased. Garcia. She's a little biased. That's her favorite player. So yeah. 
And then, of course, one of the best tweets last night was Jeff Wilson after they started pushing and shoving, saying, I hope someone picks a fight with Adolis Garcia and Aroldis Chapman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was so funny watching Chapman run out back to the bullpen with little old Altuve beside him. Yeah, It looked yeah, like yeah. a dad and his son. It did. It did. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I was like, oh, gosh. I said, it's just a bunch of grown men screaming at each other. They're not going to do yeah. anything. Yeah, that's a that's a baseball fight. So, anyway. and I, I, you know, honestly, them ejecting both, I can understand, you know, that it was getting a little escalated, but I personally would have let him stay in the game. Yeah, me too. But I didn't I, think either, I didn't think, it. yeah, I didn't think either player deserved to be ejected over that. Um, yeah. But I, I think they were just trying to send a message because of, you know, it, was, it kept escalating inning after inning. And of course, yeah. when, uh, when Valdez threw it, Nate Lowe's head up for his last pitch. You know, that, oh, yeah. that that didn't help things. Do you think the pitch that when Simeon did get hit, do you think that was intentional? Oh, yeah, 100%. See, I do too. But see, I don't think, I don't think um, Henny's was intentional. No, I don't think it was either. I don't think that was intentional. And not just because he's a Ranger, but why would you go 0-2 on a guy and then hit him? You know, yeah, that's, not, exactly. that's not when a pitcher would do that. If he was 2-0 and or if it was the first pitch of the at-bat, like it was for Valdez. But I don't see a guy going 0-2 and, and then hitting on purpose. It was very unfortunate because of who it was. He'd just come back off the injured list. But, right. you know, um, but it happens. And I understand, you know, Houston fans will probably scream at this and say, it was on purpose. You know, that's fine. You can think that. But um, I, I think Simeon's was. I don't think Heaney's was. But, I mean, obviously there's been times where the Rangers have pelted dudes on purpose. Every team does it. Yep. Of course. It's part the of only game. thing that the only thing that bothered me was that it was a 96 mile an hour fastball instead of a curveball or, you know, a slider. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause that's and a little, but, that, that's, that's a little, little rough. Yep. That's play. That's play, That's a cheap shot. Yeah. That, that is a cheap shot for sure. So, Absolutely. All right, so the Rangers have coming up the Padres this weekend who do not have the greatest record in the world. Um, no, they do not. They were supposed to be great, but they're 49 and 54. Uh, they got Musgrove uh, Musgrove. Was it last year that he threw the no-hitter against the Rangers? It was. And it was in Arlington. It was in Arlington. So this one's in San Diego. So Musgrove, that ought to be a good matchup for him. Uh, he's 9-3 and three this year with a 325 ERA. Dunning had a very bad outing his last outing. But he other did. than that, other than that, he's been great all year. So I think this is going to be a well-pitched game. I totally agree. You know, uh, I don't really worry too much when Avaldi takes the, man, the mound or Dunning, you know, for much of this year. But I think Dunning will bounce back nicely. Um, I think the biggest thing is we need to get our offense going too, of course, you know, we can't have those series where, you know, it seemed like the first two games we came out real stagnant against like Astros just, yeah, you know, you would think that's when you would want to come out and play your best ball. You know, that yeah. mean, but it, I think it finally clicked to him yesterday. And I think that momentum, I hopefully carries on to San Diego. Yeah, I hope so too. And I think, like I said, if that momentum carries on, they should be able to win this game. Then they've got, of course, Martin Perez against his old pitching buddy, you Darvish on Saturday. Darvish. Darvish, Darvish is seven and seven with a four eighty ERA. Perez is eight and three with a four nine one ERA. The Rangers have scored a lot of runs for Martin Perez this year. They have, they've given him a lot of run support and that's, yep. you know, that explains why he's getting his wins. Cause Martin Perez, I mean, you look at his ERA compared to last year, it's almost two points higher. Yeah. And, but there's a reason why he's getting these wins. Cause what it seems like every time Martin steps on that mound, the Rangers bats just come alive. They're like, we've got to get these runs because I mean, you don't know what you're getting this year out of our team. Yep. And that's, you know, he usually pitches better at home, but even this year, he hasn't been that great at home. Yeah. So, 
So Sunday is uh, is Blake Snell p- pitching for uh, for San Diego or for Texas? <laughs> well, I'm hoping it's Texas. I don't think because when August first is what day? It's Monday. It's Monday. So, or I'm sorry, Tuesday. Know, it's gonna, Tuesday. Sorry, it's, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. So it's Tuesday. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I really don't know. That that would be crazy if he's sitting in our dugout and then he was in the the Padres dug out the night before that would be really, Yeah, weird. I mean, and he's, he's slated to pitch against the Rangers on Sunday. Rangers don't have a pitcher listed, which means it's probably either, uh, it's probably either white or Cody Bradford. Yeah. Which I could see them just going back and forth. And I'm fine with that. Cody Bradford and, to me has been, had a pretty good season. Or they might, they might have Yeri start again and throw a couple innings, then have Bradford come in like they did last time, which when, worked out all right for the Rangers. When do you know when involved these next starts going to be? I believe it'll be, I don't, but it'll be pretty soon after that. I think he's going to be on regular rest again. Okay. So I think, and he might start Sunday. I don't know, but they don't have him listed right now if he is. Yeah. The thing about the Rangers in this series, and I think you made a good point earlier, you know, they can't walk into the series just because, you know, the Padres may may be the biggest disappointment of any team in baseball this year. They've got to come in there and take care of business. They can't look at records from any point on from now on. They've got to go out there and take care of business. Yep. I totally agree. They, I mean, they have a chance Baltimore is on fire right now. And of course, Tampa, but the Rangers, if they keep, you know, if they keep winning twice as many as they lose, they'll, they'll have the best record in the AL by the end. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I would be, I mean, I'd be gunning for that if I were them. Yeah. Like you said earlier to begin the show, if you would have told me that the Rangers were leading the division at even this point, I'd said, you're crazy. You know, I knew that they would have been much improved this year. Well, I mean, but yeah. You have to be improved from considered last year. I mean, yeah. we were absolutely terrible last year. Yeah, sixty wins and then sixty-eight wins last year. Yep, exactly. And they could, they'll, they'll, they should pass sixty-eight wins by the second week of August this year. Yeah, pretty amazing. Pretty, That's only eight, eight away. Yep. Yeah, sixty and forty-three. So anyway, they uh, then after San Diego, they have the White Sox, who that was yep. an interesting series last time. So back at home. That um, starts on the day of the trade deadline, right? August 1st. That is, yep. That's that first game's August 1st. So that and there's White Sox that we're looking at too. So it ought to be I mean it ought to be interesting. I love the trade deadline, but I hate the waiting. Yeah, I've heard Robert's name being shopped out there from the White yeah. Sox. So yeah. I mean Yeah, it's gonna be around this time of the year you hear all these names that are being floated around. You just it's kind of a wait and see. You'll just see yeah. what happens, whatever it comes. For sure. And take sure it for what it, it was. I don't want to drain our whole minor league system, though. And I don't think the no. Rangers are going to do that. I think they're, but I also think they are in win mode right now this year. I think yeah, they I do feel too. that they can win the championship. And I think they're, they're think looking at it as, you know, as every contender should. You add just a couple, few more pieces, and they'll take us over that hump. And we're, we're there. All right. I agree with you. All right. We're going to finish up tonight with a new segment that we started last week called what the tweet. I find three of the most ridiculous tweets about the Rangers from the week. And you and I'll vote on which one wins. Okay. All right. So here's the first one. It says Bruce Bochy has no idea what he's doing with the bullpen. That's the first, <laughs> that's the first one. All right, here's the second one. At this point, there's no way the Rangers even make the wild card. That was after the second Dodger loss. Okay. Then the third one is it might be time to have that conversation about Bruce Bochy. Oh my gosh. I got to pick between those three. Yeah. You got to pick one of those three as the worst of the week. You know, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out to the the very last one. You're talking about a hall of fame manager 
And you're going to talk about Bruce Bochy that has completely <laughs> turned this organization around. And you're going to say, I think it's about time we have a discussion about Bruce Bochy. Yeah. I mean, that's that, got to be the, I mean, I mean, they're all, I mean, just yeah. hilarious. I mean, the yeah. playoff one's hilarious, but to me, the one about Bochy, you're talking about one of the greatest coaches to ever do it. Yeah. And his first year in Texas and look what he's done. And you lose a few games, you know, th- those are the, you know, the, I don't even know if you can consider those Ranger fans. I don't know even what you call them. It's, well, it's I mean, just Bruce is one of the top people considered for manager of the year this year. Of course. But because I mean, he's taken a team that won 68 games last year and they've been in yeah. first all year. <laughs> exactly. But I guess according to some people that obviously don't watch the game or don't know any history about the Rangers, yeah, and especially the past several seasons with the Rangers, um, you might want to watch a few more games and see what Bruce Bochy's doing with this club because this club is completely different with Bruce, uh, you know, with Bochy under the helm. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But anyway, now we started that last week. I think it's a fun segment. I just find some of the no, craziest, cool. craziest people out there, and then we highlight them. I did a show a long time ago, a general sports show, and we had something called the Drama Queen Award, where you give out the oh, athlete yeah. that was the athlete that was the biggest whiner of the week, and that was always one of my favorite segments. So that one sounds pretty cool. I wanted to add one on this one about fans. So about Twitter, cause Twitter is where you find all the crazies, man. Oh yeah. You know, I get on there all the time and I read stuff, you know, like when the Rangers are down in the game and everybody starts popping up with stuff and I just sit back and laugh. I'm like, yeah, these fans are idiots. I was like, they know nothing about it. They know nothing yeah, about the game. And I was, but all you can do is laugh. You shake yeah, your oh, head. Yeah. yeah you that's know, why I started doing it. I thought, I thought our fans of this show would enjoy that segment. So we, we started. And, and, I, could, last and I could see it after we lost the first two games. Yeah. to the Astros and especially after the series against the Dodgers that these fans, I knew Twitter was going to start getting flooded with, Oh, this team is they're done. They're washed yeah. up. Yep. And I'm like, you do realize these two teams are damn good teams. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them for sure. And, and like I said, it's going to be a battle the rest of the year. She'll be a lot of fun to watch. And that September series, man, I've got my calendar marked. I can't wait. I can't wait either, man. I'm hoping I, I, I was hoping I could get down and catch one of those games, maybe a couple games for that series, but I don't even think there's going to be any tickets available for that series now. Probably not. I don't know if they'll even let me cover that game. I don't know if I can get it. I mean, got hey, That'd be awesome. That. Have you got to get any uh, questions in for the interviews? No, I still haven't. You still haven't? CJ was texting the crap out of me last time trying to get me that. Take the well, microphone you gotta from a, Emily Jones. You got to get a word over Emily at one point. I will. I will. I will. Okay. I'll try to do you it. pull the trigger. I'll try to do it, do it the next game I go to. All right, man. Sounds like a deal. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for tonight. Hey, Tyler, thank you so much for joining me, man. Of course. Anytime. I enjoyed it. All right. See you guys later. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com. <laughs>